Welcome to the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. Check out our calendar of Metro Atlanta tennis events at letsgotennis.com, where you can also find deals on equipment, apparel, and members get 10% off our shop. So get yourself an Atlanta Tennis Monsters shirt. I've got mine, and I wear it all the time. In this episode, we talk to Peter Lebdevs, who is the tournament director at the ATP 250 Atlanta Tennis Open. The event runs from July 22nd to July 30th, including top American Taylor Fritz, French showman Gail Monfils, and recent Atlanta-born Wimbledon success story, Christopher Eubanks. Have a listen and let us know what you think. First of all, I we appreciate you taking time. We know you're busy. It is the week before the event, uh, the ATP 250 Atlanta Open, all that. You are the tournament director. You've been there for years, but this is your first year as the man, right? Yeah, look, Eddie and I started this thing together in 2014, and, um, you know, we've been friends many years. And uh, when he left, I, you know, stepped up into his role. I, I am currently the tournament director of uh, our company's other 250 event that we run in Dallas, Texas, the uh, the Dallas Open. So, Comfortable in this role, just a new role for me here in Atlanta. But look, the people are so good here in Atlanta, and I know so many of them that it, uh, it's been a great transition, and everybody's been uh, excited about uh, the change and and looking forward to it and working great with us. Not, I was about to say well, but they've been working great with us, so we're excited. I like it. I know Bobby's got all kinds of questions, especially including the Dallas event, so I'm going to hand you over to him. Bobby, what you got for Peter? Well, Peter, great segue. And as Sean said, thank you so much for joining us. So we concentrate or try to focus more on Atlanta. So the, the yep. first curiosity would be always, you've been in Long Island, you've been in Dallas, you're in Atlanta. What are the, the differences? What makes Atlanta unique that you have What or a challenge as opposed to the other cities? Oh, look, every place you go is different. I mean, the, the other two events you mentioned are indoors. So as soon as you start talking indoors, you're talking about a very different, uh, you know, animal with snow and ice and things like that. And then here in Atlanta, we got, you know, 100, 120 degrees and, uh, and thunder showers every afternoon. So they're very different in terms of that. But look, the Atlanta crowd is, is fantastic. They know their doubles. They love their doubles down here. Um, so, you know, they're each different. And, and Atlantic Station is an amazing venue. Uh, that we're able to play out of. You know, the players are able to stay at the hotel, walk to the site, walk to all of their things. So we have some really, what I'll call um, unique things here for the players that they really love. So, um, you know, the difference between Dallas and here, one big difference is there is zero parking in Dallas. We're on the SMU campus and there is none, but here in Atlanta, Atlantic Station, we have 7,500 covered spots that cost $15 a day to park. You can't beat that parking anywhere in the country. Um, so, you know, that the biggest differences, I, I think, are, are hot and cold and, and parking probably between uh, between all of them. And, and Peter, I know you're not aware of this, and I'll forgive you this time, but 
we're not allowed to say SMU on the podcast because I went to TCU. Oh, okay, Horn Frog. So you Cam Norrie boy? Yeah, that's all right. So, uh, by the way, who did Cam uh, Norrie lose to Wimbledon? Oh, I, I don't even know. I know it's yeah. second round. Who's your coming to Atlanta? Huh? Yeah, you see, you guys. So we got to bring up the TCU connection that uh, Chris Eubanks beat Cam Norrie, uh, and uh, in a great match. That was his first seeded player that he beat in his run there. So yeah, exactly. There's always that little TCU losing connection to somebody at the Atlanta Open. Oh, just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. I just thought you were talking about Georgia in general. I know. I'm it's it's been a great year, but it's been a bad year. What can you do? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, one of the other questions I was gonna ask, but I think it's been answered for me because I just opened up your latest uh you know email blast with Chris as obviously the highlight. Has his success at Wimbledon been a, a, a feast for you guys? Uh, look, it's starting to, as I told, you know, we had our 300 volunteers come in and do their orientation on Saturday. And as I, I explained to them, Chris was not in the original main draw field because when that came out, uh, he was 77 in the world. Now, the way the entry details work and this sort of stuff, Chris was always going to get in uh, because he was the next guy in the draw. Um, I can go into all the rule details, but too much to worry about. But knowing that he's going to get in. But then after that field was announced, everybody was kind of like, oh, you know, Chris Eubanks, yeah, he'll get in. No big deal. Well, then Chris that week goes and wins Mallorca. So all of a sudden, now a little bit of a, you know, bubble starts saying, oh, Chris Eubanks, is Chris going to play the Atlanta Open, you know? And so questions get asked. And then it's Chris has his two weeks of Wimbledon. All of a sudden it's Chris Eubanks, Peter, why is he not in the event? Blah, blah. You know, and so Chris grew right after we announced the uh, the field. Um, but now that he's in, look, it's fantastic for us. We're excited to have him. He's going to be a part of our court christening that we're doing on Friday. Um, him and Kyle Corver, along with uh, Ethan Quinn and Trent Bright, are going to be the first people to play on our stadium court this year with the name Atlanta, our city across the across the court. So, look, Chris is a, is a bonus, and Chris is... A, a tremendous young man. I've known him for many years, and I told the story to our volunteers the other day. I was at Wimbledon last year with a player and um, couldn't get a ride to the main site. And I saw Chris down in the restaurant the night before, and I said, hey, Chris, can I can I, you know, snag along a ride with you in the morning to the site? And, you know, Chris, ah, no problem, Peter. You know, he's he's just a he's just a great guy for for us in Atlanta. We're we're lucky to have him. Um, but he's also great for tennis, breath of fresh air. You know, there's not a camera that doesn't love Chris and there's not a person that doesn't love Chris. So, you know, batting a thousand. Well, that's good. We, we, we've, we're certainly excited about the opportunity. Also helps we have a lot of homegrown talent. It's, it's like we're having a little American resurgence, which is certainly going to help move the event. Yeah, look, it really is. Uh, Fritzy is, uh, Taylor has come a long way in the last few years and I talk to his agent constantly about how much he's, He's grown both as a player and he just loves to play. So we've got him coming along and, you know, excited for him to, to play some, some great tennis, you know, and then you add in Chris, who's Chris is going from not being in the draw to he's going to be probably, if all things hold up right now, he'll be our number six seed uh, in the event, which is amazing for not being into suddenly number six. And then you've got, you know, some of the other uh, Americans, Marcus Giron and Brandon Nakashima, who, you know, has done very, very well here before. So we have a tremendous group of American players that are going to be playing here. Uh, and just U.S. tennis is in good shape, both on the men's and women's. Uh, so we're excited to see that just from, you know, our our love of tennis as a company. You know, we're really committed to growth of tennis. So uh, 
we're excited to to see that for for tennis in the U.S. Obviously, as we talked about Atlanta being a little different, and you you spoke on the heat, and we do see that they're advertising for shaded courts. How what what, you, what differences are going to be to the facility that gets you some shade this year? Yeah, well, shaded seats, not a shaded court. The court's right. still going to be 120. No, shaded seats. Well, what we've done is, um, you know, we like every sporting event, there are suites that are used for uh, corporate hospitality and, and, and things like that. So what we've done is instead of, you know, if we have a suite available, if we have some sh- uh, some seats that are covered, we're letting the public buy those at obviously a discounted rate and be able to sit in the shade. So, you know, for the one of the first times ever, some of the south suites down that end, you're going to be able to sit up there in our shaded boxes under there. And so you're going to be sitting underneath the awning and you're not going to have the sun beating down on you. Now, we'll tell you that one or two of them does get some sun at some part of the day, but not much. So that's the idea behind that. And our north suites where people can buy seats out of that for individual sessions as well on on the ones that aren't uh, used for our corporate hospitality, that actually has an air-conditioned space along with the seats outside. Those seats are outside in the sun, but you have an indoor space to hang out in and can watch some tennis. And the south suites, you sit in the shade the entire time, but you're in the open air. So the idea is to provide options for the fans. And look, we already sold uh, quite a few of those seats when we first announced them the other day. So we're excited to, you know, to give the fans that experience of being able to sit in the shade in Atlanta. So that's the goal. And obviously, like you said, nobody else has to deal with 120 degrees on the court like Atlanta does. So it's certainly welcome. We might even try to see if a couple of players try to sneak into the area. (laughs) Oh, the coaches always do. Don't worry. The coaches always do. If the guys, you can't sit here. Somebody's bought the seat or something's on that. But, you know, the coaches uh, early on always trying to sneak in that area. How do you handle that? So when I would go to an event as a kid, there was a time where you realize, okay, the expensive seat down there, nobody's coming today. Can you just kind of let me down in there? I think in the baseball games, they let everybody come down after some inning or whatever it is. Is there an ability that, that we have that, I, okay, I bought, I bought a seat in row 97, but there's really not a lot of people here right now. It's either the end of the day or it's crazy hot, and I'm the only one going to sit in that seat. Is there, do you have people just keeping saying, sorry, you didn't pay this seat, you can't come down here? Look, we, you know, it sounds kind of crazy during the day session because we don't know who's going to be there. We do have to to hold that. Um, yeah, because look, it, it devalues those people that have paid for it. If they show up, there's nothing worse than when they show up. At the end of the day, at the end of the night, like when we've had some, when we've had some rain and things like that, and, you know, somebody was sitting in that front row and, you know, the, the person sitting there, the usher knows they're not coming back. Uh, they're allowed to use their discretion a little bit. But basically, we we don't do it too much simply because the person has paid for that extra ticket. They're like, well, hang on, I could have just come down later in the day. Every venue goes through it, but we do want to create an atmosphere for the player. So like when Nick Kyrgios played some doubles a couple of years ago at one o'clock in the morning because of rain, you know, we told the people then, look, come on down. You can't come to the very first two rows, but you can come on down from the other rows. Uh, and we've got them there because the players want to have an atmosphere. So, you know, look, I'll be honest, go go watch a, another sporting event. And you can see where the price break is in his seats because, you know, all of a sudden the people are from the fifth row up, it's packed. So you go, okay, so fourth rows where the difference price is <laughs> sort of thing. So, um, you know, we, we've done, look, even for our own team, um, Justine Pletnik on our team, she does a great job of managing that. We actually, our prices change every couple of rows 
because we don't want to have you know a big section missing and you know as you get a little bit further away it's a little bit cheaper on the on the seat and as you get closer it's a little more expensive because you get that different atmosphere so um jp has done a great job for us uh, building out an opportunity for all our fans to be as as close as works for them very good. Speak to, if you don't mind, because you, one thing that I'm really impressed about the Atlanta Open, and you guys have got it earlier than most, is the, as you said, the experience, the atmosphere. There, if you love tennis, obviously, we got great tennis, but there's a lot going on. You have the exhibition in the beginning of the week. You, you do a great run up to the tournament. Speak to the, the whole experience that actually culminates in the Atlanta Open. Yeah, look, I mean, that goal and that dream goal that Eddie used to have and I still have and we all have as a company is it's an event that tennis has played at, that you're coming down there for, you know, don't have to love tennis to come down there. It's a place to be. You know, we try and get where we do our kickoff event. Uh, we try and do that each year at a at a new place, somewhere different, and invite lots of new people to see our event. So we start there. We brought Riley and Pelka into town to do some uh, hits on TV. Riley, unfortunately, is injured and can't play. He won't be playing till probably next January with his wrist. So we try and lead up to that. We have a media day where we announce the field. Um, then we're doing our event where we're christening our court on Friday. Then we have the kids day that's that's free, that's presented by public. So kids 12 and under all weekend on the qualifying get in. And then we do have our Sunday showdown uh, delivered by UPS with Coco Goff and Layla Fernandez. But the other things that we have this year, we're actually having a, uh, a signature dessert. And I, I asked groups of volunteers this question, what do they think the signature dessert for the Atlanta Open should be? And I'll, I'll give you guys a, a chance. I don't know if you've seen it in the press yet, but i uh, give you guys a, a chance. What do you think the, the signature dessert for, should be at an event here at the Atlanta Open? Take a shot. Keem lime pie or something. It's got to be something peach, right? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah I, think I, I about go, it. Come on now. I'd go peach cobbler. Absolutely. Absolutely right. It's peach cobbler with ice cream. Sunny's barbecue nice. is creating. Very Atlanta. Oh, absolutely. In between Sunny's, Sunny's and they have that mac and cheese, I said to them, hey, I'm good. Now, I won't look the same <laughs> after a week of eating mac and cheese and, and peach cobbler with ice cream. But, uh, you know, Sunny's is, has been a tremendous partner with us for years. And so I said to them, guys, let's – Let's make a dessert. Everybody does a drink. Let's do something different. Let's do a dessert. So uh, we're doing that. And then this year, down on the, um, for us, which is great, on the um, southeast corner of our of our venue, we're actually bringing in food trucks. We're bringing in um, a total of six, and they'll rotate through the day. There'll be picnic tables down there. So we're going to have some different food things out there, which people are going to be able to say, okay, so today it's Mediterranean, tomorrow it's Italian, tomorrow it's a little bit of different so that we've got some different food options for people. Um, one of the other ones that I, I'm excited to see, uh, I haven't actually seen it, but we've done a partnership with SCAD, and, and the SCAD University is unbelievable. Uh, and I, I've always looked at that uh, that billboard across the street and said, hang on, we need to do something with them. So I went and did a tour. It's an absolutely amazing facility. They were partnering with us uh, on our kickoff event with the artwork at uh, the venue we're at, and so they're going to create a mural for us, an interactive mural. And so it's going up on tomorrow. And what it'll do is you sort of you take a picture of it. And then all of a sudden, the tennis balls start flying at you and all this sort of stuff. Really, really cool. And they've also done a T-shirt design for ATEF, um, you know, the great uh, program that we have, Atlanta Youth Tennis and Education Foundation. So they're doing that. So we've partnered with them. So I can't wait to see the mural. I can't wait to see the T-shirt on the kids. Uh, and then even in our 
um, gathering area under the big tent when you guys come in through the front door. We've upgraded that. We've got a, a new video board. We've got new furniture in there. So, you know, look, I think the fans are going to have fun sitting in there and we've got their music acts every uh, every evening in there. So sit and watch a little bit of tennis, listen to some music, grab some food from the food trucks, go up to Sunny's and get your signature dessert, have your mind blown with an interactive mural. I mean, I think we're getting it just about all covered. Well, I think it's awesome. I, that's that. It's a full. You know, Atlanta's a tier one city, Absolutely. and it deserves a tier one experience. And I, I, again, I think you guys get it. And you know, things just keep getting better. And and the, obviously, the the player enhancements is only going to make it where this becomes a must do in July. Now, is it better, worse being so close to Wimbledon? Because we we know you know. We, we laughed before we, we got on the phone with you saying, you know, we remember July 4th used to be the end of Wimbledon. Right. I remember the 80s, Springsteen and McEnroe, born in the USA, you know, and now we're at Wimbledon's ending the, the 15th. Is, is that, do you think that, does that help you guys? That it's so fresh in everybody's mind? Look, it, it, it's sort of this, we're in a good position where we are this week out. It gives people enough time. And when you have somebody like, like Chris do as well as he did, it creates a lot of buzz and everybody's excited and, you know, you continue that, that buzz, especially with one of our players doing so well. The challenge is, uh, is the players get worn out. I mean, somebody like Chris, who's, you know, wins Mallorca and then has those two weeks, his body's never played that amount of tennis. Um, So look, I had to have a bit of a discussion with his team about, look, you know, I know he wants to play it. I know we want to have him a part of it, but, is he is he able to do it because of his body? So it's sort of it's a little it's a little weird. It's great for us, but when the guys get to the quarterfinals or beyond, you know, it's hard for their body not to be worn out. And so, you know, yes, I, I think this is a great week, but when a player does really well at Wimbledon, then that, you know, I, I quite often expect that call from them that says, Hey guys, you know, he can't make it today because, you know, the body's just tired. So Chris's team has done a great job of keeping him, uh, you know, rested and he's making that decision along with them. So, you know, we're excited that he wants to play here and he's, he wants, he only wants to play when he's healthy. So, you know, that was our number one thing, but he thinks he's going to be ready and uh, we're excited to, to have him here. But as it relates to Wimbledon, we're about the right spot. Maybe one more week might be more helpful. So that way the guy could get to the final Wimbledon and he'd still be ready for us. But where we are, I think it, uh, it works for us. Now, going back to the seating, excuse me, real quick. And you're talking about, do you always leave a seat next to Patricia Jensen open so she <laughs> can put her knitting and it gives everybody the opportunity to come kiss the ring? Well, that? you know, I, I, I say one seat. It never stays one seat with Patricia. There's always more than one. Um but look, Patricia, I've known her for years since Luke and Murphy were coming and playing in the event I ran in Memphis. Uh, and look, I one of the first things I ever did with tennis tournaments was run the ball kids. So uh, it was kind of interesting how we we have this very strong connection based on on that aspect. And as you mentioned, the Golden Retrievers, her and I have talked about the way I used to encourage kids that were a little too young to be out on the court from pure safety standpoint. So, look, Patricia is fantastic. She loves the kids. She loves tennis. She loves the tournament. I mean, look, you know, when you go back and you find those old pictures of uh, uh, Luke and Murphy in their sort of uh, petrol jackets, gas gas station jackets, petrol, that's my Australian throwback, uh, 
you know, she was ahead of the deal on marketing and pushing the envelope already. So, um, you know, that's, that's where she is on, on that. So I love Patricia. And yes, I always say for one, but it never turns out to be one. <laughs> so next year I'm going to, I want to put it in pause because we have where I, where I work out of Windermere has such a deep connection to the tournament between the Cadillac connection and the Becky Robinson connection when do we get you to make the announcement up at Windermere in coming, Georgia? Well, I tell you what, I think we might have to we might have to put that together pretty soon, right there. Um, you know, Becky's our social; uh, she works on our social media, and she's so much fun. Becky, I she has these ideas, and I look at them and I go, mm, and she does them, and everybody then loves them. It's kind of amazing what she does. But uh, we'll have to get you all out there and and make it a, a, a sort of a big group there with Becky and. Patricia and you guys, so we'll we'll do that. Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna invite Sam. Come on, we'll be involved. Escalate. Oh, well, Sam, Sam's already there. That's well, actually, that's <laughs> what I'm doing right now. I am uh, I'm about to jump in a van and drive our volunteers up to go and pick up the rest of the Cadillacs from Sam's place. So uh, yeah, it's a very it's a very small world that we're living in. But all the volunteers are going to be very quiet while I'm driving and talking um, in my earpods, <laughs> so I don't have it in my hand. So we can do this. Uh, we can do this podcast and keep doing it safely. <laughs> no, well, we knew we, we had a limited window with you. So we, we understand completely. We appreciate obviously a week, less than a week out. You have a lot on your plate. Anything you'd like to tell the Atlanta market to, to get them even more fired up about the experience? Uh, look, coming out and see the event, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun with the, with the extra additions, the different look and feel. Chris is going to be playing on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have John Isner playing Monday, Tuesday, Nishikori Isner. We don't know the details on exactly what time, simply because of uh, the rules that the ATP has. But look for that the day before, and we should be in good shape to have everybody come out and have a great time. Well, fantastic. Sean, uh, Peter is so good off the cuff. Do you dare ask the King of Tennis question? Just This will be a tease, and we can get it uh, a full answer at a later date. I prepared him for it, so I'd, I'd love to go ahead and ask and see if he's put some thought into it. But, Peter, have you, have you thought about if you were made king of tennis and you've got such good, good experience <laughs> in the tennis world? If you were made king of tennis, is there anything you would do or change? Uh, you got – look, I'll tell you what. That's a question that's loaded, but I think we should <laughs> yes, change it, it. I think we should change tennis to a much more um, – open and interactive and fun thing like look we we treat these guys like they're too special and we need to just let them go crazy like for instance here at our atlanta open we're going to be throwing t-shirts out on changeovers we're going to have things happening on the court like you do at a basketball event and and not on um on the other ones we need to have the fans more engaged you know the idea of being quiet and eh, that's for the birds we've got to figure out a way to be to be a little bit louder out there and and get the fans engaged. So see that at the Atlanta Open, but that's what I would do. I would say let's make our matches shorter, but have them a little quicker, and let's have a lot more fan interaction. But, you know, Francis Tiafo and I agree on that. We talked about it in Dallas, um, and now we just got to sort of get everybody thinking that way. It can be fun. Just let's make it as much fun as possible. So that's what I would do. <laughs> we love the answer. I, I laughed, Peter, because, again, prior to the conference, Sean and I got on the phone. I said, now, I've known Peter a while, and we've spoken a few times. I'll be curious if he's any less energetic just because, you know, he is the man now. And I'm, I'm proud to say you're the same Peter, and the energy is awesome. 
And, you know, we're lucky to have you. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. You know, look, we got a great company and our, our founder, Gary Furman, he believes in tennis, loves tennis. And so it's good to work, uh, to work with a company that has that and wants to see tennis grow in the U.S. And look, when these live events come together with all the, the staff and volunteers that work hard for it, you can't help but keep the energy up. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, you so much. Be safe. We'll see you soon. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Bye now. Well, there you have it. We want to thank Rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. For more tennis-related content, you can go to atlantatennispodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, deals on equipment, apparel, and more. And you should feel good knowing that shopping at letsgotennis.com helps support this show. You can also donate directly using links in the show notes. And with that, we're out. See you next time.